Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 4th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. You know, I'm I'm uh I'm having one of those days where you know, just things aren't aren't going your way. You know, you oh, really? I got two lefts today. Um but you know, my my headphones almost just like flew off my head, you know, and uh but anyways, I'm excited for this divergence. Yeah, you're just fumbling around day. there. <clears throat> you know what I just realized? I said May 4th. It's going to be that this dumbass Star Wars things. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> I can't stand that stuff. Like I've said, I just realized Wednesday we're going to be getting Yoda going, and all this other going after shit. Going after all the Star Wars fans. Brennan. Brennan well, they, fortunately, there's not a lot of them out there. You know, it's a very small minority of the world's population out there that's into Star Wars. Not that popular. I've never seen those. Have you? I mean, I've seen the old I, ones, the 80s. I've seen or whenever the old they were ones. Made. I don't know what I've, I don't know what and what I have. What's what? Seen. Who are the yeah, characters? Where are the they come and go? I feel like they like went out of order. And, and I think that's the yeah, whole problem. Yeah, I'm sure. That, yeah. It's, a, like, it's like I've seen. The old ones, and I think that they're the end. Yeah. I'm not positive. Do not come at me, but I think they're the end. Once <clears> I'm <throat> at the end, I don't need to know what the start is. Well, I have this yeah. bad habit. Prequels, to, of, not that. If I start a show, no matter how awful it is, I need to finish it. I need to see the end. I need the conclusion. Oh. I need to know what happened. It drives That's my wife good. nuts. Yeah, but once I'm at the end, I have no use for the start. I have that problem with books. I can't, I can't quit a book, which even if it's so bad. Anyways, you got to know the start. There's nothing worse than when you're reading a book that you just you loathe. You no, know sucks. Yeah, and, and and it's just you need to read it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll say we're not casting aspersions on people who are into Star Wars. I know many really good, cool, normal people great friends of mine who are into that i'm just not personally i don't know what's going on but either way for all those who are fans may the fourth be with you um <laughs> what a save uh, and like i said if star wars started at the start i probably would watch all of them but they they didn't they started that and i have no use for the start now yeah all right let's get into it what what do you want uh, do you want to talk about yesterday we played golf uh, at the same course. Everybody wants to, wants to we, hear about yesterday, right? We we played golf at the same course, but not together. Uh, thanks to some sort of snafu, we showed up. One of us was on the list. One of us was not. Uh, I don't think I'm any sorry. of us were, were on the original list. What does that mean? When I went to check in, I wasn't when neither of us were on the list. Oh, really? And they just threw they me got, on Then quickly? they got you. They got you on. They appeased <laughs> you. 
I, I didn't know about any of this, what was happening. So we, we didn't, didn't play either. together. I played. To be, with... to be fair, we missed the deadline to register and we went through some back channels. Here we go. That's like, all right. All right. I was wondering, <laughs> so, you know, I was I... talking to Tron. I played with the No Laying Up voice. I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then I'm on the tee and you're telling me, wait, we might have an open spot. So I thought I was going to run away from those guys to join with you. And Tron at one point goes, is this like performance art with Andy at this point? What's going on? I was like, well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it was kind of a mix up. Either way, we, we had a great day at the country club, Brookline, Massachusetts. Um, do you have any key takeaways? from the, from? I mean, it's May. We've got another month and a half-ish to go. I've got uh, a lot of great. takeaways. I'm, I'm excited. There's some really fun shots out there. Um, uh-huh. There's going to be a lot of thick rough. Oh yeah, I don't know if you picked up on that. <laughs> yes, I picked up. I found it a few times and then worked to advance my ball. I spent some time out there last fall, um, and uh, this trip it it gave me a little bit more respect for the golf course, um, how oh. it fits together. Okay. Um, obviously it's weird because you're playing kind of two different courses. You're skipping certain holes. You're going yep. over to these other holes. There's, you know, one of the strangest championship things ever is how they play on the Primrose. It's their, it's usually the Primrose number one. It'll be the 13th hole for the championship. You play over uh, the oh, first green to the green. second green at yes. the Primrose, on the Primrose course. And this has historically been, I played with the club president. I asked him, when did this start happening and how did it start happening? He didn't know. I was He's like, I, it's just been, this is the way it's worked for a long time. I was so flummoxed because I started on 10 and like, that's right when they start, you get in the mixing bowl, of these different nines and this composite sort of deal. And I, the rest of the day, I was like, sort of like, like trying to figure it out, scratching my head. You play a green on a hole is part of the fairway. Is that accurate to say? Part of the fairway yes. of the hole. Uh, that will be in the U.S. Open championship routing. Is that accurate? Yeah. That's yes. So you're like the green just becomes a part of the fairway. You play over that green to the next green. It's like oh. a short par four that becomes a longer par four because it's a short par four followed by a short par three over yeah. water. Yep. So now yep. It, then it's just like kind of a mid length par four yep. to a green over water, but you play directly over the or the actual first green. It's really odd. We're, yeah, it's, we'll have uh, video and an explainer of it, I'm sure, as the U.S. Open draws near. But that was certainly a, a takeaway of mine at the beginning. It's it's, it's going to be good. I it's think already super. It's already pretty thuddy, firm. I, I know. Oh, yeah. Of, you know, it, it's going to be pretty good shape. So I um I, I think just if you want a big key takeaway about what's cool about Brookline is that I think Brookline does a really good job showcasing golf in Boston. Um, with its unique landforms, it's got these rock outcroppings all over the place. It's got, you know, it, it's just a dramatic place. And you just think about New England at, at its core ethos, right? You think about New England as a place. It was like this place that was all about like kind of discovery for when, you know, mm. it got big colonized. here. Thematic. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a golf course where 
it's got some quirks. It's got some unique aspects to it. And I hate the word quirky is kind of like a buzzword. Has a negative connotation, right? In course architecture. It does. And and the championship routing is far less quirky than the the actual like regular course routing because it kind of like makes it more of a brutish standardized test. But you've got these really dramatic moments throughout the round where you're carrying over and there's a a lot of like hodgepodge architecture. It's a mud. It's not a, this is not a purebred golden age. Like, you know, this isn't Donald Ross at the height of his powers or Tillinghast at the height of his powers. There's a lot of influences that went into this golf course. It's changed a ton over the years, but you have the, then that's what I think, the way I would describe its quirkiness is that you have all these different themes going on. You have these little chocolate drops around the greens, but then you have these really dramatic moments where you're teeing off, off a rock outcropping and you have to decide, do I hit it over to the left and hit it down like the, you know, where I can see, or do I hit it over the rock outcropping on the right? And then from there, you're from down at the bottom and you're hitting up back into another rock outcropping. I'm describing the 10th hole for anybody that's yep. the championship 10th hole, which was yeah. your first hole, which is a really uh, standout hole. Out ease there. the day into the, ease the way into the day with a, a nice little eight on my first hole at, at the 10th, trying to figure <laughs> it out. But yes, uh, but uh, but overall, I, I think that's the thing that I, I love about the golf course is that it's got this sense of adventure um, and you're having to conquer the topography along with uh-huh. the championship pressure and conditions that are going to be presented. Um, and there's you know, some topographical elements that I think will frustrate the best in the game that, you know, Gil Hans was on the Friday on Friday talking about predictability. If I hit it over and over, I mean, there's just some blindness or just some different yeah, a um, lot of topographical blindness. elements that will, I think, make it interesting to watch the best in the world play. And it's a cool journey. Like you start, if you put T off one, you start in what used to be the old racetrack, like a horse racetrack arena. So it's like this very flat area. Yeah. And then from two, you start your way out of it and you get into this like rocky outcropping, really rumpled ground area where it, it gets super dramatic. So you're in that area from two green all the way through to really 15 T that's almost like you're in a state or, park, like a Rocky yeah. state park kind of thing. Uh-huh. If there wasn't a golf course. It would be like a, like, yeah, like a state park kind of thing. Go ahead. And when you drive around new England, that's the, the kind of the feeling you evoke, right? right? This is like now like a Friday. We're park. getting deep into the course. Yeah. Yeah. But go but, ahead. But then you come back and you play down into 15. You play down back into that flat area and 15, 16, 17, 18 have some really big dramatic features with their bunkers and the greens are a little bit have a little bit more going on in them. Um, You know, a lot of the greens at the country club have severe slopes, but that's because they're benched into really severe slopes um, themselves. So they're just kind of sitting on the natural land. Uh, it's a, it's a cool course. It's yeah. a, uh, what an ass kicker, things? right? Yeah. It's it going to be, be hard. Brute, so <laughs> it's going to yeah. be a lot of thick rough too. I'm, I'm not really thrilled with some of the narrowing that the USGA did. It's <laughs> so like, surprised. they love to, they love to thump their chest these days about how they're not trying to, you know, manufacture a score. Then why are you narrowing fairways? Like 
that is strictly done to manufacture a score. Um, so I don't agree with some of that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a really cool place and a really, I, I like, I like how, you know, if you're at the country club, you know, you're in Boston. I think that's a, yep. a neat thing about golf, a golf course is that it, it, it really showcases the place that it's in. If you go yep. play George Wright, a very popular municipal, you'll see a lot of those same themes that you play the, at the country club with the dramatic Rocky topography. Um, one, uh, one last thing, one thing I'm really, really keen to see. Okay. This is a, uh, this is a topic I brought up with the club president <laughs> at length. Oh God. They have the 14th hole, which is going to get a lot of chatter about the, uh, the par five. It's a brute par five. It's like 640 uphill. And it plays mm-hmm. up this rock outcropping. And the club has a double flag there, an extra tall flag stick, which I find preposterous. It's it, Nothing offends my senses more than when a club invokes a double flag because of a blind shot. If you play there every day, it's not blind. And B, if you play there every day and you bring a guest... One of the coolest things is having home course advantage. You shouldn't have a double high flag because if you bring guests there and you want to win, you know, you, you know, everybody wants to win. This is a take. Is this a real take? I thought you were just trying to give the club president <laughs> throw him for a loop. So anyways, Andy gets I'm, I'm in his element. It doesn't matter who you are. If it's your <laughs> club, uh, there's a story at Augusta. You were walking with the prim and proper member you're talking about the, the restrooms how they're great they are I didn't want to hear about that you like it throwing these guys for a loop so the club president i do i do like it's, it's uh, not, i like these, seeing these, the reaction these guys when in you, high places when you tell like, somebody <laughs> when you tell somebody something that they did not expect to hear from somebody when everybody tells you how great something is when you pick out something and, and fixate on it and, and you just it's just uh, fun i i was talking talking to the club president about his how we needed to make this a key point of his re-election campaign and he turned Double to me and flag. Said, Andy I don't want to be re-elected <laughs> I'm done after the open I said well you gotta give me a list of the list of the candidates running so, but anyway <laughs> they could run on they the got campaign to get flag. rid of the double flag God. I'm, I'm curious is the USGA gonna use the double flag I'm gonna say they aren't it looks preposterous it's so absurd the double double flags should not be anywhere on golf courses how'd you play you had your you you were doing your hipster stuff you had your persimmon and your throwback stuff right listen this is this is a i did this for a reason okay i know i know i know we go to these media days and i'm not this is not a trying to be a humble brag at all we go to these media days and you play the media tees they're set up for like everybody in the field you got a wide range of golfers okay i'm not like crazy long but i hit the ball 300 yards and if i play up there all i do is hit wedges yeah so you're you're getting i want to i don't want to yeah so i I played with a persimmon driver so i knocked 30 yards off my tee shot and if i didn't hit it really solid then i had you know maybe 50 yards short of where it would have been if I with my modern so what it does is it makes it more relatable i hit a lot of mid irons yesterday which was fun um it's i mean that's the thing that place like you 
you're rarely playing like a flat yardage. It's not like uh, Wingfoot, where like everything's pretty much yardage on the ground is the yardage into the green, right? It's yep. uh, it's a lot of, and, and you know, you got to be careful of a lot of false fronts. But yeah, it was fun. I I Good drove day. it really well. I didn't I didn't great. play great outside, but I drove it great. Great, fantastic. Good. Day. That's the Good key. That's that gonna be the no key out there. Too. Driving it well. Uh, Driving it well out there. As a and and what happens with the double flag? What's going to happen with that double? It's <laughs> like critical, critical uh, point of emphasis. All right. Well, thanks again for that that little debrief. We had a good day. Thanks to No Laying Up Boys, good company, Club President, good company. So it was always fun to get get involved with those. Um. All right. I think the club president was supposed to be playing with Stu Francis, so he got like really severely downgraded when he got me instead of Stu Francis. Well, who's this guy that's not on the list? Oh, let's well, just put him with the yeah. Instead of the executive whatever of the USGA, you got this guy bugging you about double flags. So I feel bad for my boy Lyman. You know. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to it. The schedule for the week. <coughs> Excuse me. On the PGA Tour, we have the Wells Fargo Championship. That is Thursday through Sunday at TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm in Potomac, Maryland. Uh, my current you're, hometown my current town yeah, where i reside right by cabin john where you're from uh, yeah it abuts cabin john at certain points uh par 70 7100 yards the purse is nine million defending champ is rory mcelroy but that was of course a quail hollow 1.62 to the winner uh notables in the field abraham answer paul casey Corey connors jason day tony finau sergio garcia Roy McElroy, Francesco Molinari, Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson, Matthew Wolf. I think uh, it's pretty straightforward notables, if you ask me. This is the usual Golf Channel and CBS split. You do not need me to get into the specifics of that. You know, it's Eastern time zone, one to six kind of ish. Um, it, I hope to get over there. It's 10 minutes away. I plan to get over there uh, for the D.C. If, area if, folks. Let me ask you. Can I ask you a question? If it was an hour and 10 minutes away, would you be hopeful that you could get over there? <laughs> like if it was the Caves Valley, that's like closer to an hour. Yeah. I I mean, unless I was obligated to file daily field. columns for the Friday. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. Caves it. Valley, you got a playoff event. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Of, I was also like, as much as we the, the the playoffs, right. they got a little bit more juice. This is just like last week, really. When you start to look, oh, dive in, it's a little on. bit better. It's a little better. It's it's got more depth, but again, it, it's just this stretch of golf, man. From from the Masters, it's just like it's not bad. It's it's. It's worse than the fall series. But what should they do? What do you do? What do you do to stream I don't it from know. one to the next? I was trying to get creative and think of that. And then you're just like trying to, you're making up preposterous things. Like, I, I don't here's, know. Here's the thing. If there were, we've got right after we got the heritage, good field, right? Yeah. Then we went to Zurich. Then we got uh, Mexico and we've got this and we've got, colonial so we got five events right yep if there and were nelson. three nelson right or is it nelson, nelson not colonial nelson. colonial is after. after yeah so nelson yeah. that's gonna be an awful field tpc craig nelson all right 
Scheffler's playing, which is, you know, a big deal. Yeah. But yeah. and it's Spieth will play because AT and T. Yeah. So that that'll be but if we pared that down from five to three, how much better would the, the three be? The heritage was a good not a lot. No, I think I think we'd have three heritage fields. Maybe. Heritage was a good field for a regular event. It's, you think they'd consolidate a little bit more. You might have Rom and Rory this week as opposed to Rom last week and Rory this week. You know, I, I've been working on a big article and you start to look at, at like players and it's like crazy. I was looking at it's I did this pod with Shane Bacon about the 10 best players of the last 10 years. I'm writing it up um, and um, for that in him. Yes, it's a beast. It's like three thousand words. I'm All sorry, right. All right, fine. <laughs> um, but you start to look at like Bubba. Bubba played in like consecutive years. He went like 22, 21, 22, 21, 22, 21 starts. These guys play a finite amount, and they they want to play a certain amount between majors to stay sharp. Yeah. But we're force feeding this this golf in here. And every week, what it does is just dilutes the overall, you know, having so many options then creates an event like last week, where if you took John Rahm out of that event, it was an opposite field event. Like, So as you as you were reading off that schedule, though, I was thinking. Like, these are places where professional golf should go and visit New Orleans, Mexico. I don't know about that part of Mexico, like that resort style deal. Washington DC should have an event, especially for the diversity of the game. Um it doesn't really have an event. This is a this is just a one-off deal. Um like how do how do we marry that with less events with like I, New Orleans like should have a great event. That should be a diverse, flourishing um sporting spec like event for the community. Um and, and as much as we bang on the sort of how, how you know, just ma and blah it is, and, and but potentially this week will be. I guess it's it's hard to reconcile like that. It's a bad thing that 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 professional golf is attempting to go to these markets. Listen, there's 32 cities that the NFL plays in. Yeah, you you could make an argument they should be in more, but they aren't. And I think like obviously I I can't have it both ways. But one of the advantages that the tour has is that they can do one-off events and they can go to sure. different places. And a lot of their sponsors are global companies, right? You know, these are big companies yeah. and look what they've done to my Western open. <laughs> look what they've done to it. My beautiful them. Western open. My beautiful <laughs> look boy. My beautiful boy. Look what they've done to my beautiful. <laughs> and you know, it, it's, it's her, it sucks for Chicago and what they've done to it, but they've also brought, uh, a premier event to a lot of new markets. They go to Denver. They go to Caves Valley. They get, get into the valleys. They're going to Wilmington. Yeah, Philly, effectively, this year. Um, but I think that's the thing, is that, you know, a, a little bit less would mean a little bit more, I rotated. think, also. Yeah, you know, new events, rotated around. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it also... I think when you look at the overall health of the game, other things going on, you know, you've got right now things that get really kind of blurred out college golf. We've had a really awesome run on the LPGA. And when you look at the overall game and I don't, I know that like the tour might not be just necessarily, you know, the tour is trying to drive 
more revenue, trying to grow more. And, and that's their objective. And they're trying to provide more playing activities or playing opportunities for members. But you also give these other aspects of the game. And whether you notice it or not, like the health of those those areas of golf have a long-term and long-tail impact on the PGA Tour's health and success. Yep. Yep. So I think that that's the answer is that when you look at this, like, you know, it's a crazy time in the schedule. It's a cra- I, I know, and I don't want to, you know, this is not, I do not want sympathy for myself, but it's a crazy time in the, in the year for, for golf writers and golf people that are in the oh, golf God. industry. Oh God! Um, yeah. Just like the players, like this is their busy. This is the the hey. This is when you make hay in golf. Is this time of year? And having a little bit less, I think, would go a long way in terms of the quality. Because, like, I don't think it's good for like a casual viewer to turn on the TV and and have some of these like, who the hell is this moments? Like, yeah. I think that it's it's more valuable for you to have a little bit less, but be like. Oh, I got to turn on the TV because, you know, Rory, Spieth, Scheffler and Rom are playing as yeah. opposed to who's playing this week. Oh, no, I, I'm not turning that on. Like Yama versus Rom. Yeah. 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 So that's just my general take. I think a lot of people would disagree with that. Um, but, you know, I just think that if you look at the most successful sports uh out there now there's there is some scarcity Scarcity. to them well i was going to encourage everyone in the area to go because it's you know we don't get a professional event in dc you know it's not dc proper but you know close enough um but it looks like the weather's gonna be awful just gonna be soaking (laughs) all four days five days in a row just a lot of rain so uh hopefully it goes off well you know you want it to you know i want it to do well locally but I, i i don't know it's just not a strong field and uh we know it's not coming back, you know. It's like a thing that's here for a year and then it's gone. Rory's um, defending his title. He is. I have I have a few thoughts about Rory. Um as we always do. He signed a multi-year extension with TaylorMade. Uh I don't want to say I'm like mad. I'm just a little disappointed. Not cuz I don't I don't have anything against TaylorMade. As new irons are TaylorMade. So that's what came out hey, of the bag of club champion. Um but like, I don't know. I, I, he talks with the the Saudi Arabia stuff. I'm not equating the funding or money at all. That's not what I'm doing. He talks about the Saudi Arabia stuff. Like I still use the three same same three rooms in my house, no matter how much money I have. And like, wouldn't you just want like what matters to him? Like this extra cash. Uh, or the flexibility and freedom to not have to play a new driver every January or to not have to play a certain driver or to be able to switch balls. Or I just think he's at the point of his career where like this should not matter and uh, as much and should, and, but I mean, Tiger still does it and Tiger's made everything. Um, I Is just, it, I don't think yeah. the way Rory talks, I think it's inconsistent a little bit with the way Rory talks about uh, chasing cash. I, don't I, I like this take a lot. And I think that um, with Rory, we should be at the point of the, his career. Look what I mean. And I'm always kind of somebody that pokes at LeBron. But le- what LeBron did later in his career was he maximized <laughs> his championship opportunities by signing short term contracts. 
Now, they really hurt the long-term hopes of those teams because it was championship or bust. And, you know, but it put pressure on those organizations to put title contending teams around LeBron. And I don't understand why Rory isn't at a position in the sport where he could sign a lucrative short-term contract on an annual basis with his equipment sponsors. Look at what the Masters does. The Masters does this incredibly well. They sign one-year agreements with their partners. Just because you're the partner this year doesn't mean you're a partner next year. And what happens? They get better performance out of that because of that. And I don't, I don't understand why Rory, like you said at this point, doesn't approach his career as, you know, this is, I've made so much money. I've set up future generations of my family for, you know, and, and at this point, I understand more majors. Like that's the other thing about it. Winning more majors makes him exponentially more money Mm -hmm. at this point. If he could get to seven majors, he would be, you know, probably considered the best player since Tiger Woods. And why he isn't why he isn't making decisions about his equipment, which is a very large part of your performance as a golfer around maximizing his chances of winning major championships is a bit of a head scratcher because at the end of the day, the more relevant and the longer relevance he has as a golfer is going to dictate his future earnings potential on and off the golf course. Yep. Now maybe he thinks he has perfectly found the balance between like, this is maximizing and it is maximizing both profit and my potential because I've done it and I know their stuff and I'm happy with it. I'm not doing ad read here, but what is incontrovertible is that he's lost flexibility. If that were to change. You know, mm-hmm. or if and who knows what's so. going to change in the next five years. Yeah. Yeah. So and he could. I, I don't know. Anyways, I just found it inconsistent a little bit with some of the, the talks, uh, how he talks about money and, and what it matters to him. So, um, all right, that's it. Do you have one and done pick <coughs> for Wells Fargo? Yeah, I'm going with my boy. <laughs> He's been really close. You know, the, the Irish golf fans have, have really gotten on me about my slander, my Seamus power. Oh, slander. No, really? Listen, this is a weak field. I, I told I, I enlightened everybody about my uh my one and done league, how the, the website shows things. This guy's the tenth highest ranked player in the field, Seamus Power. He's number he's up really? to forty in the world. He wow. started the year seventieth. He's been in the hunt a lot. He's been in the mix a ton. And usually when guys get in the mix a lot, a win is coming. And okay. Seamus Power He's he he's pretty accurate off the tee, which is a big thing at uh at TPC uh, Potomac, Potomac there. There's Farm. a lot there's a lot of water out there. There's just a lot of trouble out there. And you it's... think about some guys like some guys that have played well at Potomac, Francesco Molinari, yep. super accurate guy off the tee. Zach Blair was Zach in the mix. Blair. I was wondering if you're gonna throw yeah. that out there. All right. Jolie D has played well. He's an uh-huh. accurate tee uh, tee to green player. Tiger in his older age, you know, yep. he drove the ball really well that year at at uh, at Potomac. So you start to look at how you might want to profile. I, I was thinking through my head, like of guys that have contended and been in the mix there. Um, 
and you start to look and it's like, okay, Kyle Stanley. Yeah. Accurate. Win there. Yep. Yeah. Accurate driver. Yep. Accurate drivers of the golf ball are, are a big deal there. Um, so I'm going with Seamus power. I, I was looking, you know, there's not a ton of star power. Like if I hadn't have already taken Abe answer, he'd be one that I'd look at. Maddie Fitz would be another one that I'd look at, uh, just because those are guys that, uh, keep the ball in, in play big leash. Guy big that can take it very. He's a lot of <laughs> lot of buzz around big leash yeah. this week. You could guy that can use all parts of the field. You gotta like those guys. Just you kind of aim the ball, right? Aim it off the bat. Just knows where he's going. Um, <clears throat> all right, I am gonna go. I'm torn between the two Rory's of past champion at this venue, Rory Sabatini. <laughs> And the defending champion at another venue, Roy McElroy. Uh, it's a real. I think Sabo's of, a good pick. It's the Sophie's choice. Um, I think Sabo is a good pick. He's just been hurt. Uh, I'm going to go with. I really, it's a toss-up. I didn't have a decision coming into this. Well, I'm gonna go I with, think I think the case for Rory is similar to the one I laid out for Rom last week. <laughs> McElroy, Rory McElroy is. Hands down, it's not really close. The best player in this field. Yeah, yeah. And that if you if you've got him available, he's not really the most reliable majors player. This is a good spot to use him because he's a lot better than everybody here. Like if he plays bad, he's probably going to finish t fifteen. Uh, I'm going with the Roy McIlroy. Uh, it's going to rain in Potomac all week, and we's going to rain in Potomac the last time. He won by whatever 10 shots at the U.S. Open right down the street at Congressional, literally down the street. Uh, do, you think it's he's li- do you think he's staying in John's cabin this week? <laughs> it's Cabin John. Just... So it could be a guy named Cabin's bathroom, you know, right? As opposed <laughs> to John's it cabin. It could be. Maybe it's Cabin's bathroom. You I, don't know. I, kind of, I kind of lament the fact that John as a term for bathroom has has left society it kind of has yeah like that's what my grandpa used to call it are you going to the job oh, yeah and i i miss that i miss that 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 was the big sensitivity apparently they call it the jake like in england or something and so when it was jacob's field you say i'm going to the jake they were like the the Indians at the time was their name. We're very sensitive to people calling it the Jake because it meant bathroom. But yeah, the John, we need to bring that back into at least the American lexicon. All right, that does it. Let's do uh for the uh the TPC whatever Wells Fargo. Let's do an ad read for our friends who hosted us yesterday. At the, the USGA, USGA. the uh, their handicap system. Uh, might might need to edit some in the beginning of the pod. Why? Because they didn't know. have you on the list? Maybe they didn't rough. have you on a list because you weren't a, have a full established handicap index yet. That's do you true. have one? No? I, I, I do. You're working so, on it. I have signed up for a handicap index. I can't I can't tell you how easy it is. I've this is a little breaking news, but this I'm is moving. not the ad read. You're, I'm moving. Oh I'm moving states. Right. Um that's all I'm gonna say at this yeah, time. Yeah, don't don't yeah, we'll save that for another time. Yeah. Um but one of the things is that Illinois is on like a different system has been forever than uh, forever. And, you know, everybody's got this, uh, gin number and, uh, 
an index handicap index, handicap no. index and we've been on a different system forever and everybody always asks me for my number and i'm like i don't have one and they're like what yeah so anyways i went on this was delightful i signed up do? i'm a new handicap i went on the usga website okay usga.org and i yep. signed up for a handicap it, it just what like was it like 40 it bucks 30 bucks 30 to 50 bucks something like that right it's not not too much yeah not crazy yeah not crazy. It's cheap. I have a real handicap, official one. I don't have an index yet. I'm not indexed <clears throat> yet because I yep. haven't entered enough scores. I've entered two scores. Um, you need you need three I don't scores. It could score. be a composite. It could be nine holes. A few nine holes, nine holes, nine. I think you need a total of three scores to establish your handicap index. Um, I don't know. Just... So you'll get it. You're you're on your way here to getting. One I think back. I need four scores for it to be like a simulated index. Uh, okay. I believe, okay. and I, I'm on halfway there. I've put I've played two two events where I kept score and I've entered those scores. So I'm. You need three 18 hole rounds comprised of nine and or 18 hole scores. Um, so I I don't know. I think like I I had one, then I didn't have one for a decade. And then I needed one for a few events. I'm playing in something on Friday, which I had to have an index, handicap index. I had to have it. Great invite from a friend. And like he's like, you got to have one. I would have been up a creek if I didn't have it. So it's not expensive. It's easy to get now. It, it, times have changed is basically the point. When I had one before and I left the place where I was keeping it, I was like, I I don't have a home. I have nowhere to do this. I have nowhere to keep a handicap index. Now it's very easy to go online. It's a way to represent yourself and your golf game. And obviously when you play with family, friends, kids, a broad spectrum of people, it kind of puts, can put everybody on a, a competitive playing field and make the day more fun. So you can go to USGA and find yeah, out. Will, I mean, Will's out. been, Will's been accusing me of sandbagging events. I was getting, I was getting accused significantly yesterday by Tron calling me the bandit. Uh, might, the Russian was our caddy a, and said he was the greatest 12 to, I've ever seen in my life on the country. Might be the, the testament to those new sticks. It could be. Is this a double ad read for club champion? No, this isn't. No, but, I, I hit but some real golf. The best yesterday. way to avoid being called a sandbagger <laughs> is having a real, honest, handicap yeah. yeah i honestly used to just show up and say like give me one a hole and then when i didn't have an in handicap index now i have a real number to show people all right and i would yeah be accused of being i a think sandbag. the thing i'm excited about at this point in my life i have a high variance of scoring used to be a lot oh, more consistent yeah. and uh you know like what happens is i play with people and sometimes they're like there's no way you know i usually just say i'm a zero there's either like there's no way you're a zero in the in a bad way. And yeah. then other days they'll be like, there's no way you're a zero the other way. And now I'm gonna be able to say, I am this. Yep. It's it makes everything easier. And now I guess the point is it's super easy to get as opposed to, you know, recently or you know, last decade or so, it could be hard. There's access. All right. Let's move on. We're continuing on with our schedule for the week on the we did the PGA tour at TPC Potomac. Should we do the Champions Tour at TPC Sugarloaf? Uh, I don't think so. You don't want to do that one. Stephen Alpert, favorite. Georgia, Mitsubishi, the sugar daddy of the Champions Tour at TPC Sugarloaf. 
Mitsubishi Electric Champion. Par 72, 7,100 yards, 1.8 million. Why, why are Defending champ is Dickie Pride, and that's on I, just Saturday. That, that's notable. <laughs> that's why we're talking about it. So I can get off Dickie Pride's defending his title. All right. That's your now, champion's now I, tour. Now I, I, I pull back all my... Uh, all yeah, my... yeah, we got a Dickie Pride mention. On the DP World Tour, we have the Betfred British Masters. This is at the Belfry. Uh Designed by Dave, Dave Thomas of Wendy's fame Wendy's. and Peter Alice. Uh, par 72, 7,200 yards, 1.85 British pounds sterling. It's amazing that Dave Thomas was building an iconic <laughs> cheeseburger, <laughs> hamburger franchise while also designing courses that have hosted the Ryder Cup. I mean, <laughs> not enough stuff, not enough is talked about Dave Thomas. <laughs> Renaissance man, really building golf courses and fast food joints. I think out of Ohio. Uh, Do you think there's a Wendy's is... near the Belfry? No, I don't think there's. Is Wendy's an international deal outside of the U.S.? Our international listeners probably aren't familiar with Wendy's. Maybe they are. I don't know. Put your French fries in the frosty kind of thing. All right, the defending champ is Dick Bland. Uh, there's no. Is he back? He's playing Dick Bland, RCB, Thomas Dietrich, Nikolai Hogard. Can we talk about something real quick? Shinholt. Westwood is playing and Danny Willett. You know, this is the British Masters. They try to get those Brits to actually play. What do you want to talk about? Coffee golf. How like a year and a half ago, Dick Bland was just this like fun story to talk about, like this obscure guy. Yeah. And now he's in all the majors. (laughs) He's a top 50 player in the world. He's like, what is it, 47? 48. 48, okay. It's just a wild. Went on a run at Austin, right? WGC. It's just absurd. Yeah. Uh, So that'll be coffee golf. Other other tours, we have the Simmons Bank Open in College Grove, Tennessee. The Let is in Madrid. uh, Madrid, And the Epson Tour is in Tucson, Arizona. You want notable birthdays this week? Yeah. Brooksy today, Tuesday. Rory, Wednesday. Saturday is Jay Monahan made the notable birthdays. No. So, Who, where, yeah. is he, Brooks, where are Rory, you getting this? I are don't you know. It's in this, this schedule for the week. I had never seen this. It's at the bottom. Happy birthday to, to Big J. Happy All right. That does it birthday. for our schedule for the week. News. Greg Norman. Do you have these quotes? He's out there. Uh, he talked to ESPN.com. Mark Schlebaugh, I believe, was the writer. Uh, and he came out and said, you know, we really got put on our ass by the Phil Mickelson excerpt that published on the Fire Pit Collective when they threw that log in the pit. Uh, that that really put the Saudi Golf League on its ass or whatever it's called, Live Golf Invitational, on its ass. Um, they were ready to go is the, you know, sort of intimation from this article. Um, you know, a bunch of guys like said, here's your money back. I'm not doing it. Uh, we were ready to launch this is a quote. We were ready to launch on Tuesday or Wednesday of Genesis week. We had enough players in our strength of field or minimal viable product ready to come on board. And while all of that happened, everybody got the jitters and the tour threatened people with lifetime bans and stuff like that. Um, so, it, it, you know, we still have players under contract and signed, he said, but those that wanted to get out because of the pressure, the tour gave back their money and got out. Guys had money in their pockets. So um, one Adam Woodward uh, for Golf Week wrote this Woodard. up. Woodard, Woodard, 
Yeah, not Bob Woodward's kid, but Woodard. Well, one less I W. Always, for some You're reason, close. I that's always a hard one. Read it. I've met him. He's a great guy. I had yeah. dinner. Had dinner with him at a Masters. T bones. Talked to him a lot. He's across yeah. the way. Um, <laughs> my bad. Sorry, Adam. Um, anyways, he uh, he pointed it out in his write up. This is great. While Norman says the launch was going to happen on Tuesday the 15th or Wednesday the 16th, yeah. Nicholson's alarming quotes in Shipnuck's story didn't post until the 17th. I was wondering about that when I just read that right now. Did he mean Tuesday or Wednesday after Genesis? Right? It seems like they were trying to get through Genesis because that doesn't work with the publication of the comments. So, interesting. Um I don't know. It's so it adds. I mean, adds this is this is. I think this is what we had been hurt hearing too. I mean, I I I was hearing from people on the ground that were, you know, both playing and were, you know, associated <laughs> with the event that there were players actively campaigning on putting greens, like out in the open, talking about this on like the practice putting green at Riviera, talking about why so and so needed to join the Saudi League. Um, I do believe that this whole Shipnuck story kind of bursted open. Um, Norman, a few weeks ago, said that he thought that Shipnuck worked with the tour to to release that thing. He did? Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I, Norman it, made that? Yeah, he, he made that accusation. Oh. Um, but like that thing at that moment, I mean, you go back and, and, and I think about what we were talking about like that week. It, it was happening. You know, yeah, every yeah. all all the tea leaves read one way, and I do believe that this is the case where Mickelson, his commentary, and then the subsequent um, public backlash. I think that's been a really interesting aspect of this whole saga, is how players get leaked or get suspected, and and they pull back immediately because they yeah. see the repercussions coming. Like the most recent case would be Bubba. Bubba is leaked as a player that's doing it. And then all of a sudden he's tweeting out his schedule out of nowhere, asking people where he should play. You know, this is a, it's a very, that's what I think is a compelling, you know, subplot. And whenever this whole thing, the dust settles and all the stories come out, you know, 20 years from now when there's documentaries about this or, or big pieces where everybody talks freely, um, they aren't afraid of public backlashes. I think a lot of people were going and what happened with Phil and the subsequent um, events that occurred quickly after that are what scared a lot of people out of w- away. Uh, he said 30% or 15 of the top 50 players in the world were committed prior to Mickelson's comments. I mean, that's a sizable number. Now they're saying 15 of the top 100 are committed to the London event. So, and, and as we highlighted last week, top 100 can give 15 of that could give you a wide range of outcomes where it's 15 of the top 50 is a little more mean Dean predictable. Uh, mean <laughs> Dean. I, I could not get his name as I was thinking about that. I almost said a Burmeester. Um, so, yeah, he did not say how many of those 15 backed out after, but he said 15 of the top 50 were committed prior to Phil's comments. Um, so, all right, nothing explosive, but sort of corroborates what what kind of what we understood the state of play to be both before and after. All right, that does it. Anything else on this Wednesday episode? Did we hit everything? Tea times are just out. I don't think people care about feature groups for Wells Fargo right now. But 
I read a really great article recently. Uh, it could be news about uh, best potato recipes from a country club chef. Hey, did you read? <laughs> but I don't know. Is that is this the right time in the show to bring it up? Best potato recipes. <laughs> three three great potato recipes. I mean, I I. Potatoes are I don't a hard know. thing to f I was, up, right? I mean, potatoes at, are just almost always fine and good to good or great. You know, listen, I was I was I'm an trolling around idiot, doing though. prep for the show, and I didn't expect it, but I stumbled upon some some prep that might make the missus happy in a future date when I bust out one of these potato recipes. You go looking for golf content, and you find a potato recipe. That's great. <laughs> what an unexpected surprise. All right, that does it. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back Friday with another episode of the Shotgun Start.